1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scotland's Nations League campaign kicks off against Israel at an empty in tonight The last one led us to within touching distance of a Euros place, So let's see what this one will bring Big decision still to be made by Stevie Clark as he prepares a Scotland team for the first time in 290 days I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Chris Burke and Hugh
2: Evans. we've been playing international football for 147 years and tonight Scotland will have their most bizarre match in all of that time never mind losing 9-3 to England never mind the draw with Iran in 1978 never mind the game that never was in Estonia tonight no fans a ghostly atmosphere the Hamden Roar silenced and Israel might be a bit tasty as well good luck with this one Stevie Clark
1: and Chris Burke it's great to have you along for the first time uh, hopefully not the last how, how
3: have you been, how's things? Yeah good, excellent um, Obviously it's great to be back playing football As Hugh says it's a little bit different And it's not been obviously what we would like it to be still But at least I can still go into work every day And do the job that I actually love doing
1: 01419511025 That is the number you need tonight If you would rather tweet you can do that as well You'll find us at Clyde SSB. So why not get your questions in for Hugh and Chris Nice and early Don't forget this is your last chance To have your say ahead of the Scotland team It will be out in about half an hour So let's hypothetically You're in charge What would you do? Who are you picking tonight? Who's in goals? Is it McLaughlin or Marshall? Do we go back three? Do you fit Tierney and Robertson in? How do you do it? Who leads the line? Is it Lyndon Dykes? So many questions And this really is your last chance To have your say on the matter So don't hang about 0141 951 1025 And if there's something else Completely different on your mind Maybe club football Maybe you've got a question for Chris by all means, let's do that as well. O one four one nine five one one oh two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's go straight to Hamden. It would always be quiet about this time. But the music would be, <laughs> be on, really people quiet. people would be starting uh, to enter the national stadium. Let's speak to Andrew McLean and find out what's happening. Not a lot, I suspect, Andrew.
4: No, not a lot at all. The only company I've had so far is a a guy that's got a sort of Ghostbusters-style contraption on his back that's sanitising the the seats around the press area as well, so all very quiet. There's a a few people out wandering on the pitch, uh, officials, referees and and people like that, so so very quiet. And it was the, the 19th of November was the last time Scotland lined up here for an international match as well. That was a win against Kazakhstan. It made it three wins on the bounce. Well, that does seem like years ago, doesn't it, when you think about what's happened in between. We haven't actually won four games in a row in over a decade as well, so that'll be a good chance for Scotland to do that tonight. It's also amazing to think that Steve Clark, he's only taken charge of eight games as Scotland manager since he took over in May of last year. And he could have eight more games on the touchline before the end of this year as well, if things go to plan. This is the start of what is a very packed international schedule for him. This game tonight is the start of a new Nations League campaign we all know the importance of what lies ahead when we go to finish the last version of the competition. But Steve Clark insists this isn't a dress rehearsal for that crucial playoff semi final next month. We're no strangers, strangers to Israel, of course, as well. Played them twice in 2018. Mixed success there. 2 1 loss in the October of that year, which amazingly was Kieran Tierney's last Scotland appearance. Um, I'm sure he won't want reminded that he did score an own goal in that game as well. The next month, James Forrest scored a hat trick to secure a 3 2 win here at Hamden. Let's hope for more of that tonight, the team news will be with us shortly as well It's been hotly debated in the lead up to this So I'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to look like How will Tierney and Robertson fit in All these questions, who will play and go Will Lyndon Dykes start, it is my understanding That he will actually be in the starting lineup for Scotland tonight To earn his first cap, Lyndon Dykes Looking forward to bringing you the rest of the team news shortly Just an interesting point of note as well If you're a bit of a a football geek like me, you might look into squad numbers and things like that. I'm just having a look at UEFA's official squad list. And Scott McTominay is listed as the number two. I've seen a few people tip in to play in defence, so I wonder if that's maybe a nod to whether uh, you'll play in there or maybe I'm just reading too much into it. And just out of interest, David Marshall has been handed the number one jersey as well. So interesting to see whether it's him, John McLaughlin, or it could be Robbie McCrory in goal tonight for Scotland.
1: Interesting indeed Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. That's the number you need So don't hang about Get in touch What do you think of Scotland's chances tonight? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Uh, maybe this game isn't grabbing you Even if that's the case Tell us why Pick up the phone Nothing is off limits on that regard Or tweet us at Clyde SSB And like I say If you've got other thoughts Club football matters Or questions for Chris Burke Who's alongside Hugh Keevans We'll take them as well Pick up the phone It's
2: an interesting point that you raise Gordon Because a lot of people are turned off by international football They regard it as a, An unnecessary waste of time They want to find out What happens with regard to Celtic Rangers Kilmarnock, Motherwell, whoever uh, A week on Saturday um, But For those who are Still Taking up with the Scotland team For me the area of concern tonight Is not in goal We've got terrific goalkeepers Not a problem who plays Not at the back We've got plenty of Top class players there Not in the middle of the park We are overloaded With top class players there But It has to be Lyndon Dykes But I don't think He's anywhere near International football quality yet It couldn't be Callum Patterson He wasn't even In the original squad And I think Ollie Burke Is well off the pace as well So Lyndon Dykes But Only because he's hot Right now He's got his big move To QPR But I don't think is the long term answer to anything
1: I'm easily pulled in by these things Chris and I'm quite interested by the fact that Scott McTominay is listed as number 2 I just can't see why why that would be the case unless um, it was a suggestion that he's got a chance of playing in defence
3: Well I think I was actually numbered number 10 for Scotland one time and I'm never a number 10 so <laughs> uh, we can't really take much from that uh, McTominay a number being Handed number two. I'm I'm not sure if he's going to be playing in in that position. That just that people are thinking at the right back. It's a big debate, isn't it? Like the discussion is, what formation is Steve Clark going to play? And we'll find out in the in a couple of minutes or in twenty minutes time or whatever. Is it a three, or is it a four at the back? That's the the, the big the big factor. But what Hugh just uh, alluded to there is, you know, we are strong in defence. We're strong goalkeepers. Very very strong in midfield. Um, and it's always that number 9 presence that, that Scotland have been looking for with Naismith injured who's done terrific uh, when he when he played um, even even when he was at Hearts and struggling with his injury but always came back and played very very well and he, a whole new dynamic to to the way Scotland played when he came back um, for me I know Hugh's saying that Dykes isn't up to quality um, I don't know if it's, he thinks just yet um, but with me watching him and playing in the same pitch as him and speaking with the centre-backs at Kamarnock they spoke very highly of Dykes Um, they said he was very very difficult to deal with his aerial presence his movement and his touch and his link-up play with the midfield Um, and that could be crucial um, especially when you've got the likes of maybe Christy McGinn Forrest uh, all running in behind you know you do need that link-up play that number nine um, I do agree. Um, obviously, I think Dykes is better suited than Burke than playing mm-hmm. number nine. Um, Burke, for me, is more of a a player that plays on the side. So I think Dykes, even though he's not had any caps, um, I'm interested to see if he does start. Uh, I I think he could. I think he could do well.
1: Chris Burke's quite happy with. Lyndon Dykes leading the line Hugh Kevens is not so sure But what do you think That's more important Oh one four one let Let's hear from you Before we get those teams And by the way It doesn't have to be International football Maybe you've been missing Club football so much this week And you've got something You want to get off your chest Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Right I'll just do a sort of Quick fire on the spot Then Hugh Of, of some of the other Talking points Marshall or McLaughlin and goal
2: Marshall for me
1: Tierney and Robertson Both to play For sure is a back three Or Tierney at right back Or what? Back three Okay And Lyndon Dykes to lead the line You weren't sure But y-
2: you still think It will be him It has to be him um, I don't think He's international quality yet But We'll never know Unless he starts yeah. And tonight's the The, the first step uh, Same to you uh, Chris Goalkeeper Yeah it is Marshall
3: For me I think he's got Huge experience You know He's got like 34 caps um, loads of clean sheets So yeah, I, I, although McLaughlin's played uh, I still think Marshall will start
1: um, Tierney Robertson, we could probably do this alone Till 8 yeah. o'clock How many times have we had this discussion? What do you do with him? What would you do with him?
3: Well there's one thing for sure Is that I've been fortunate enough to be coached And managed by Steve Clark. Is that there's no room for error In the sense of the training It will be practised um, It will probably be two different formations Whether it's a three Or whether it's a four It will be practice So everybody knows What will happen Um, Tierney with the left centre back If he plays a three And then Robertson goes um, But with that It could be where You might see that the two Interlink together If Robertson goes high Then Tierney might back him up And still play higher up the pitch And that's Great to see for Scotland Because it's two elite players Playing for Scotland And you want Mm -hmm. the two elite players In the starting lineup, And obviously Doing what they're good at and That is going forward As well as defending But uh, you want them in uh, the opposition's half As much as possible
1: And don't worry Hugh Keevans makes numerous predictions And gets gets them wrong So I'm not putting too much pressure on you here Knowing Stevie Clark as you do Is he more likely to Favour a back four And want to stick with that And therefore find a spot within a back four For Kieran Tierney Or change that to to, to accommodate him Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, I think it's a sticky situation because Tierney can play a variations of places and do it very well. Um, Robertson is more of a left back and a left wing back. You can see that for Liverpool with Tierney because he can play left centre back, he could play centre back, he could play left back, he can play left wing back, and he can also play right back. Is that is the big discussion is where he plays. Um, he is going to play. So you're asking me On the point of What's going to happen um, It's very very difficult I've been turning, and fro And I've been Changing my mind constantly He does prefer obviously A back four He played that a lot At Kilmarnock He played the back four At times we did play a, a back three With a five But what he always did Was played the players Suited to the formation Again, it goes back to well. I'm I'm kind of killing myself a little bit because <laughs> Tierney can play centre back, left centre back, yeah. and left wing. I, I I really really don't know if you really want me to gamble. <sighs> the issue is if you play Tierney right back, then then you could probably be saying then what was the right back's point in being in the squad yeah. because then they would look at it and say, well, wow. I'm a right back, a left foot I'm yeah. left back, but we just don't know, do we? I I I, I think maybe. I'm going to pick a four
1: With Kieran Tierney As one of two Traditional centre backs in a four Okay Interesting 01419511025 Craig Is on the line What's your Overriding feeling Head of this one Craig Oh
5: how are we doing eh? Hugh Chris Gordon um, my, my overriding feeling I think You know My biggest concern Is obviously up front uh, You know it, It's A real issue for me That we're so depleted in terms of, of, of proper strikers because I think realistically the only player in that squad who I would consider as an actual sort of natural full-on striker is London Dykes, and which is why I think I agree with you. He has to be the man that starts tonight, and but he sounds it will be so that would be good because um, I think Ollie Buck and Callum Patterson they're not bad players, but neither of them neither of them are players that have played the majority of their careers as strikers. You know, Callum Patterson. For a long time was playing more midfield. Ollie Buck was the same. And it showed when, when Oli Buck went to Celtic. He played, I think he played up front a couple of times for them. And was very fifty fifty in the area for me. Um, you know, so I think something of so the Liss about that. But, you know, I, I have to come back to the fact that this is the problem with what's happening with, with Lee Griffiths. Because he's not just letting Celtic down right now. He's letting his country down as well. You know, we badly need an on-form Lee Griffiths to be coming into that squad and starting because right now, strikers wise, well, they're pretty, You know, a lot of the other strikers are either, you know, past it or maybe not quite there. I also think, in the midfield side of things, to be perfectly honest with you, um, to yourself there, Chris, you should not be in quite bank tonight. You should be at Hamden. You know, for me, you should have been in that squad. Um, well, because
2: to we be, know, when you look be... at that midfield, to be fair, Mark really did say in this programme That he felt that Chris Burke should have been in the squad Did you not tell Mark he was talking rubbish? And I Chris did not be near it. How very dare you Somebody did, I thought it was you uh, But to go back to uh, Craig's uh, point about Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths, I don't know if he practices reflection But he should be pausing for reflection now Celtic could really have done with him In the Champions League uh, And went out to Varros. No need to re-examine that game in detail, but they could have used Lee Griffiths. His country did need him, and uh, I don't know whether he's fit, injured, or whatever he is. But he injured, started, according to Lennon. He started the ball rolling by coming back out of condition and angering Neil Lennon, who was so frustrated he wouldn't even take him on the training camp in in Loughborough. So. That's up to Lee Griffiths as I say I don't know whether he practices reflection or not But if he has a mm. good think about it He has missed an awful lot of important games Right away at the start of this season That said at
1: 20-6 on, on match day Stevie Clark won't be thinking about him Because he, he's not there And it becomes a point in the week Where you really have to focus on On what you do have Craig on the line Chris says yep you know It, ha- it has to be Lyndon Dykes He's the only natural striker Just to pick up on something you mentioned earlier on then Is that is that the talk in, in the dressing room among Scottish Premiership teams that actually, you know, what he is decent and he's he's perhaps better than 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 people thought? Maybe looking at the signing coming from Queen of the South, is, is he having that type of impact where you guys have going into dressing rooms afterwards and and been impressed by
3: what you've come up against? Well, I think um, Andy Robertson's the perfect example of that. Um, his increase in stature as a player, um, the clubs that he's progressively got better at um, and, and performed for um, so it doesn't matter where he's came from you know a player can progress very quickly uh, I think Dykes could be one of them, he's got his move to England which is great, he's working with a very good coach um, and I'm sure he'll improve him on that so the thing is with Steve Clark is you, if you perform well in training you have a chance of playing um, it's all about your performances in training so he's obviously seen something um and the player and trusted him because mm-hmm. trust is a huge thing for him. Um, so you know, if Dyke starts, I have full confidence that he will do well tonight. How did
1: how did your teammates find him? What is it? Is it just the things that we sort of see on TV? Is it is it the, the physicality, the the running power? Is that the attributes that come across?
3: Um, yeah, but technically as well. Um, they they said to me that you know technically he is very good. Uh, he's hold up plays his link up play his movement when to go into space when to run in behind when to come short um, you know it's just intelligent footballer uh, so I can only go on what the centre backs are telling me at Kamarnock. Um I don't know what it's like at other clubs mm-hmm. but it's, I didn't ask them that question they told me that uh, when we played them
2: pre-season um, that, uh, they were very very impressed it's by it It's a funny thing Craig also brought up the point about where are the great strikers and you know From the time of um, Dennis Law in 1974 when we went to the World Cup for the first time in 17 years. Through Joe Jordan, the only Scott ever to score at three World Cup finals. To Ali McCoys, to Mo Johnson, to Frank McAvenny. You name it, we've had great, great strikers. But now that pool of strikers is no longer there. Uh, Good luck to Lyndon Dykes. But even beyond him, and Lee Griffiths would have been a contender but beyond all that I I just wonder Chris you know you look at Celtic with Patrick Klamala who's Polish with uh, Albin Ayeti who's Swiss Um, you know at Rangers Alfredo Morelos Colombian John Obika, at St Mirren uh, Kabamba at Klamarnock, you know there's not even that many big strikers here Mm -hmm. in Scotland yeah
3: you're right in saying that has that got to do with the the academy going through the way they're coached I don't know uh, is it a certain certain style of play where they prefer to be number 10s and number 9s as you would say but well, we do have loads of midfielders so uh, that, would, exactly, that would make like sense we're blossoming in midfield so <laughs> maybe we only really need yeah. one striker uh, and a number 9 is one that we're looking for um, but in saying that you, we, we have to give Dykes the chance it's as you said like he's not had any caps you, you might not think he's there yet but we'll not know until we mm-hmm. see yeah, yeah, yeah. And, You know, that, that's just the bottom line He's produced it at, at the level in Scotland And now he deserves his chance to produce it in England and, if he's, and you've seen other players that are producing it in Scotland week in, week out The same as Dykes, you have, you know, Jack, McGregor um, You have McKenna So we don't really speak enough about them And, and if they were good enough They, they had to have that mm-hmm. opportunity to show that they were they had zero caps as well. At a some point, point yeah. in, their, in, in their career, um, so it's the same for Dykes. Hey
1: Craig, I think the team is out, but I'm not going to offer you the
3: chance to cheat quickly before before
1: <laughs> we reveal it. Who would you? Who else? Who? What else? Are you looking for? What? Are you, what are you hoping to see?
5: Oh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see a back three. I, mean, I think uh, you know the, the the mushroom was talking about last night. I think uh, the way to get Robertson and Tierney together on the park at the same time Is they do that because you can have you know, um, Tierney's playing well in a back fee at Arsenal right now. Robertson can easily play out in that um, out in the left of So for me, that has to be the case. And I just I worry sometimes because I know, you know, let's be clear, Stevie Clark is a manager who is best known for setting up his teams to be very difficult to beat defensively. That's how they got mm-hmm. a lot of results with Kilmarnock. But for me, when you're getting into games like this, even though Hamden will be empty, you're getting into games like this against a side like Israel, I'm not saying on are a bad side But are certainly a side We should be beaten. You can't go in Too defensively You've got to show A bit of attacking prowess, mm. Especially given that You've got somebody like Lyndon Dykes Up yeah. front Who is going to need The midfield To be providing them that service And they'll not get that yeah. If they're just defending The whole game So well,
1: I'll tell you what It is on, a, He plays a back three Yeah sorry Craig It is a very interesting Scotland team I'll tell you it next
0: You <laughs> You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025
1: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Chris Burke is in the studio Hugh Keevans is alongside him And they're waiting for your call 0141 951 1025 We've debated this all week Who's going to play for Scotland? What formation? Does Tierney play? Does Robertson play? Who's in goal? Who's up front? All the questions will now be answered By Andrew McLean
4: yeah, well, I'm glad that my uh, squad number OCD is uh, come in handy mm-hmm. at one point because 1, 2, 11 are all starting in this one and Scott McTominay wearing the number two shirt will start in a back three alongside Kieran Tierney. So the full team is David Marshall in goal. It's a back three of Scott McKenna, Scott McTominay and Kieran Tierney. There's in a the midfield four of James Forrest, Ryan Jack, Callum McGregor and Andy Robertson, and the two more advanced Central midfielders will be Ryan Christie and John McGinn who will be supporting the lone striker Lyndon Dykes who comes in for his Scotland debut. The substitutes, John McLaughlin, Robbie McCrory, Callum Patterson, John Fleck, Declan Gallagher, Liam Cooper, Ollie Burke, Stuart Armstrong, Kenny McLean, Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Palmer and Greg Taylor.
1: Right. What do you think of that then? 0141 951 1025 Is that the team you would have picked? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What would you have done differently? Give us a call right now and let us know. 0141 951 1025 Chris Burke, what do you make of it?
3: Shows you how much I know about Steve Clark, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm happy. Uh, obviously, the the big surprise is McTominy playing in the back three. But it's something that probably the manager seen. Um, You've said it before that he's played there for Manchester United. Um, He's a player that looks as if he learns very quickly. Mourinho said it himself, he was his best player when he was there. And he plays for Manchester United and if you see the actual stature of him, he gives a great height presence and set plays for and against. And that's another thing Steve Clark is huge on. And he seems to be disciplined, so... I'm I'm very happy. What it does is it gives you more attacking prowess. You know you could you could you could press higher up the pitch with even though know, you've got Forrest and Robertson, and then you've totally got Jack and McGregor just sitting and protecting that, and then you've got McGinn, Christie, and Dykes pressing as well. So yeah, no, I'm 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 looking forward to it.
2: Will he be prepared to cut these guys a bit of slack tonight? You know, even Tierney and Robertson, McTominay They haven't played for a while Down south I know that um, There was the Charity Shield match For Andrew Robertson And Kieran Tierney But it's not the same As what they're Encountering tonight Mm -hmm. So And the entire Squad Haven't played an international match For almost 10 months So we'll have to cut everyone Some slack tonight Lyndon Dykes up front First International match So he has to get the benefit Of the doubt as well But I think that Steve Clark Has done the very best Under the circumstances uh, And I like the way It's shaped up And I think that Christie Playing off Lyndon Dykes It gives a A, a nice A tracking option um, If you were a pessimist You could look at the back three Chris Why did you look at me uh, you said that? Not
1: at all You could look at the back three Chris and say well Two of them Are not central defenders And, and they're playing in a back three But is it worth bearing in mind who those two are Scott McTominay who you, you mentioned Josie Mourinho praises him for being a quick learner and Kieran Tierney who actually is now kind of transitioning to a, a central defender in a back three anyway because that's the job he's he's doing for Arsenal so it's not it's not as if it's you know we're, we're plucking people from total random areas of the pitch and, and throwing them in there
3: no well two of the three at the back one plays for Arsenal and one plays for Manchester <laughs> yeah, it's not bad needed, is it so yeah. I think that's okay there then. Um, and we've got the experience of McKenna now, who's been playing uh, for a while now for Scotland. So, no, I I I like it. I, I, listen, I did think it would have been maybe a four, but obviously I'm wrong. But I I'm intrigued to see what happens when, hopefully, we do have lots of possession of the ball, um, and we can attack high up. What happens then is Tierney got their license to then play maybe as a left back higher and then maybe it's McGregor filling that slot just in case from behind the space of Robertson and Tierney so that'll be really interesting that dynamic in the left hand side mm-hmm. um because you really do want as well Tierney is very good at defending and disciplined but I'm, I'm I'm really sure that it, it would be good to see Robertson and Tierney it's good to see them In the same team But it's good to see them Link up well together yeah. Hopefully and, and create goals
1: Right what do you think Of that team 01419511025 Vincent is an call Patrick Vincent so many Talking points in there McTominay and Tierney In a back three Lyndon Dykes is leading The line David Marshall in goal Anything that You're happy with Anything you're unhappy with
6: I, I actually think Gentlemen uh, that That's a good squad That we've got And, and I believe That we've got the quality In it That needs to be progress through the gentleman called Steve Clark. So I think he's a phenomenal manager for us in Scotland. And we're very lucky to, to have his services first of all. But just come back to what you said about the, the players of 1974, 78, 82. We can go through all the strikers in the world that we had and we were, we're very prolific at the time. But this is the, the new day for Scotland. It's a new era. And I think we should actually back the nation and, but see, Hugh, this is only well directed at you. Is to cut the guys about a bit of slack. I know you have got to write newspapers and and get people to voice their opinion. I get that as pundits, which I'm not. But I'm going to be a pundit tonight and say, hey, these guys, we are going to give us the best of their ability, and I think Steve Clark has gave us a team that maybe one day we can be proud of. I so would like the nation, everybody.
2: To
1: stand
6: behind Scotland tonight well, I don't
1: know your thoughts Sean I love it William I'm up the road to watch Braveheart After that speech uh, I like <laughs> it I, <laughs> I like where you're it, coming uh, from
2: First of all Before uh, Vincent come on After the game I did say You have to cut yeah. everyone Some slack uh, Including Steve Clark, Who hasn't had a Scotland team To manage for nearly 10 months So I've made the point That you have to cut them some slack And Being a, a Student of my own profession I've looked at all the newspapers all week and everyone is 100% behind Steve Clark and uh, Lyndon Dykes and whatever Steve Clark uh, decides to do and I I do like the look of the team and the only reason I brought up strikers from 74 until 98 when we played our final major tournament is I'm just wondering why there is now a death of strikers is it because as Chris Burke said kids now tend to to want to be something other than the old conventional striker, I don't know. Is it because at club level we have a habit of bringing in foreign players? You know, Rangers have not only Morelos but they have uh, Kemar Roof and they have uh, Cedric Eaton, uh, Celtic, Klamala, Ayeti. You know, is that a problem for Steve Clark going forward? We, after decades of Iconic strikers We appear to run out of them altogether Chris Burke How do you see that midfield
1: Lining up then Because we've got so many options It's so so much so That on the bench Stuart Armstrong Who has won a standout After lockdown in the English Premier League John Fleck Kenny McLean um, Have I missed anyone out? Yeah they they would be the The kind of obvious ones So how do you see the guys That have been given the nod What, What roles do you see them Fulfilling?
3: Firstly I I feel for Armstrong a little bit because, you know, he always seems to find himself on the bench. Um, he's a terrific player and as you said, his performances for Southampton have been terrific. Um, he offers defensively very well and an attack, you know, he runs in behind a lot, he runs without the ball as well as with um, he creates space for other people, he's very unselfish. Um, playing against him a, a lot from time back at Celtic, you know, it was very difficult to to, to mark mm-hmm. um, Because he played On the left hand side A little bit with, with me making that Run in between the, In the right back And the right centre back uh, So yeah, It's great to see You know The bench has still got Premiership quality uh, How do I see it Getting lined up As I said before I probably think Jackie McGregor Will be the ones That cover For the likes of Forrest and Robertson When they do attack um, Will probably look to Maybe You might even see His look to play out From the back um, and dominate possession And you've got McGinn Who will be an unwilling runner as well um, And Christie who can find pockets And when Christie gets the ball You always think something's going to happen Don't you? So I'm I'm really looking forward to it I do think that Jack and McGregor Will be the ones that control everything And, and just sniff mm. out the danger If there is a transition in a counter attack
1: Vincent, weirdly enough We then play Israel again next month In a much bigger game A much more important game In terms of trying to get to The Euros Do you see this as An important game To sort of lay down A marker Or get some Psychological edge Going into that one Or are they Completely
6: separate Personally I don't think There's a psychological edge I think it's a team That Steve Clarke's Put out That he thinks The ability to win the game So For us To To say Cut my bit of slack And I'm going back To Hugh again So Sorry Hugh That I'm pounding you To write But We need to I kind wow. of believe in, in this team that Steve Clark and his track record is against the old firm and everything that he's done. He's produced a quality team at Kilmarnock. And he's, we are very lucky, nation to have him as a manager.
2: But Vincent, so, forgive me, but you're trying to pin something on me, and I, I, for the life of me, I don't know what it is. I, I think would, it's because you're usually grumpy. He's just got, he's just,
1: he's just got in there before
2: it possibly yeah, materialises. Exactly what it, what is it you're trying to pin he just, on me, no, Vincent? He
1: just wants everyone to get behind Stevie Clark.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I, 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 I've said cut the man some slack. I've said cut all the players some slack. These are extraordinary circumstances. So I go back to my point I don't know what Vincent is trying to pin on me
3: I think he just wants you to apologise to him I think Just for
2: years of I don't
1: know what years of torture listening to you Just apologise Just say sorry Vincent
2: No I refuse
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll get out of him eventually Vincent and Uncle Patrick Thank you very much This is the ideal time to call by the way 01419511025 Because we're going to get travel with Stephen And we're going to hear from Stevie Clark And Andy Robertson And it could be you after these as well
0: 0141 951 1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Chris Burke and Hugh Evans are here They're waiting on your call though 0141 951 1025 We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB And lots of reaction coming in uh, to that Scotland team Robert Clark says he's gutted for McLaughlin Delighted for Jack though I really thought Clark would opt for Armstrong And this is the bit that gets to me, Hugh This is like a dagger to the heart He says uh, It's as Gordon DL called it McTominay in a back three I've got a bit of a A revelation A bit of a revelation I I, I didn't dig him out for it the other night Because I thought Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll let him have this one We were in the office Before coming on air He had no consideration For McTominay in a back three I suggested it And he came on air and stole it And passed it off as his own, and um, now he's getting credit for people on, from well, people on Twitter for predicting that McTominay would play in you a see, back three.
2: I think that's admirable on the part of Gordon Dale because I would do that myself, and in fact I did it on Saturday when you told me in the office before you we know. started that Rangers had scored. You're, you're all thieves. Twenty-five goals in their last six games at Hamilton, and I. I happily took it off you And claimed it as my own That's the way to succeed In this business Chris Take notes Come back again yep. And do it yourself
3: Maybe you should be a uh, Football analysis yeah. No. Uh, nah, I, I,
1: listen. Uh, what what do they say about a broken clock? There's a, there's a saying in there somewhere. It's right. right twice a day. Yeah, that's the one.
2: Because oh. I get that all the time in social media. Even our broken did clocks it? right twice okay. a
1: day. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You've heard the team. What do you make of it? Here's the manager speaking before the game.
5: Players will be motivated to play for their country. I think if you if you watch the the higher level players playing in the Europa League in the the Champions League. Those games were high-quality games, so top players, top players, even without a crowd, will produce high-quality high games. I like the Israeli team. I think they've got some good players. Uh, since I was doing all the preparation for the game in March, they've they've changed their coach. The, the Austrian manager who was in charge has left, and the, the technical director has stepped up to take over the team. He's still still Austrian, so maybe, maybe similar. But they'll be saying the same thing about us. We can have a look at them, see what their new manager's ideas are, and they can have a look at us. It won't have any bearing on the
1: October game. So that's the manager. Then what about the guy that will lead the team out tonight, Andy Robertson?
4: They've obviously changed the manager. Um, so, but I do genuinely believe that we'll have no bearing on what happens. Um, you know, next month it's it's a semi-final. It'll be a, a one-off game. Um, so I think you know, positive or negative result, um, I don't think it will have much bearing. But of course, playing a new man, playing against a new manager, maybe a new system, new personnel, whatever, it will give us. A little insight on who plays and things like that, but I don't think it will. Um, of course, we can take hopefully confidence from it. We're looking for a positive result. We want to, we want to win tomorrow to get our Nations League campaign off to a good start. That's first and foremost. But you know, next next month's game will take care of itself when it comes round.
2: Andy, uh, Andy Robertson and Steve Clark both used the same expression there. No bearing. That's fine for the manager and fine for the captain, um, but people will examine tonight's result and they will give it context with regard to the the game against Israel uh, in October Uh, that's unavoidable so no matter what Stevie Clark and Andrew Robertson say um, people will jump to conclusions if it's a negative result if it's a positive result then in time honoured fashion people will say right, that's good that's a marker put down and we'll take it Confidence from that But if it's a negative result People will say Oh it's got a bearing On what happens in (laughs) October And what about that Chris We are
1: in such Strange territory at the moment There's so many factors The fact that there's no No crowd We've not played in 10-11 months And The big one though Is the fact that we play Israel Again In a much bigger game Next month what do you guys view that you know as as a as a pro? is that, is that one for us do we talk about markers and psychology do, do you guys focus on that side of things is it possible that that, that plays a part tonight
3: well you, you you try and put it at the back of your mind um, and focus on the game at hand definitely but as a good practice um to see how they are what it does do is you are talking about you know negative results but we're playing a whole different formation now and it could be one for the future and it could be the new year of Scotland they're playing a 3-5-2 and playing an attacking 3-5-2 hopefully um, so no I'm, I'm looking forward to that but in the back of your mind you will be thinking about it but I'm sure you know Steve Clark and his coaching staff will be will be nailing it down that it, this is the game where we have to take care of especially when we're trying out this new formation and um, are we looking for performance or just result? Um I think in a three five two when you get it right it works really well, but sometimes it does take time. So what are we going to do? Are we playing this three five two and then are we going to then change the formation? Or are we going to stick with it? Um that's the big question. Or can we change it? Uh, that's another thing as well. Can we then go to uh, maybe a four three three, four, two, three, one? Uh so no Israel um, may be a good practice for for the time cut next month Is is that an option there then? Looking at the
1: personnel If it wasn't And by the way maybe we've just read it wrong Even from the beginning But you know if it wasn't going right I mean could Kieran Tierney play right back And then Scott McTominay and Scott McKenna are centre back Sandy Robertson's a left back And all of a sudden you you do have a back four with, With Kieran Tierney on the other side
3: yeah, you could. Maybe that's what he's thinking of. Then maybe if it doesn't, there we go. go. Well. Maybe you, maybe you were right all along. If it maybe we've just yeah. Well, we'll see when the when the whistle blows and when <laughs> the players go out. Um, but what it will do is if maybe he's picked players where if the three-five-two is not working, they can change it mm-hmm. during the game. Um, so that's the thought process. One thing about Steve Clark is he has great as Hugh says it reflection before, during, and after. Um, he's great at that.
1: Is he very detailed? Yes. Having worked with him,
3: yeah. How would yeah. you? How
1: does he? How does he compare? What? What's the? Is that the thing that jumps out?
3: Yeah. So uh, his reflection, as I said before, during and after, which you'll always have a plan A, plan B, plan C, and plan D for extra measure. Um, so formations, as well as we spoke about, they'll be practiced. They'll be on the training field, and it won't just be one formation. Um, everybody will have a chance at playing that formation as well, um, with certain principles where they know what to do, um, and it just creates a good environment and a good behaviour um, on and off the pitch. What does that look like
1: in terms of of learning it? Is that lots of video work? Is that lots of walked through training sessions? You know, to guys who like me who have get no idea how you how you learn those things. How does he do it? How is it so detailed?
3: Um, I would say mostly on the training field, um, but. I know he'll be doing a lot of video work as well um, probably more so because he doesn't get time yeah. on the football field so there will be more video sessions um, and sometimes it's better to see on a television screen than to actually do it on the pitch um, especially when you're working with um, very intelligent footballers they can just get it straight away uh, so there will be a lot of that uh, so no, he there's another thing with Steve Clarke as well Is he, When he was at time at Camarnock He could develop A player Young and old So he could develop a 16 year old Better And he could develop a 36 year mm. old Including myself To be a better player um, And that's an art and management for yeah. me
1: uh, Let's squeeze one more in before the news Kenny is calling in from Airdrie What do you make of that team Kenny? Happy? Confident enough?
7: I think it's quite a good team, to be honest with you. Uh, I, th- I think it's a good setup. Uh, I like the the idea of Andy Robertson as a left midfield. I quite like that up But as you said, they could drift back in a back four. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, is that is that the sort of thing you you would have done, Kenny? Is it, is it, is that still the priority to get Tierney and Robertson in both of them get them in together somehow?
7: nah definitely why not I mean they're two world class players you know what I mean we've not got a lot about really in Scotland but I I, I take the guys points earlier I'm surprised Chris wasn't in the squad to be honest but eh, I I take the guys point earlier that we've got too many foreigners I I don't mean that in any bad way but we we seem to know bring through Scottish forwards you know we've got abundance of midfielders defenders but and goalkeepers when it comes to that, but no strikers.
2: You remember, Kenny, when Gordon Strachan touched upon genetics, and said that we were uh, on the small side in Scotland, you know, um, I I don't know to what extent that is true, but there doesn't seem to be a Joe Jordan about the place, Um, and maybe it is, you know, the clubs are perfectly entitled to bring in players from abroad, uh, if that is how they see fit, but perhaps they're also doing that because for some reason now you Kenny you're a you're a Hearts fan and you remember that um, you know the, the, the <laughs> uh, you know the Friese or um, whoever it, Piazza, uh you know guys like that up front uh, brought in from abroad and you know they, they Piazza did, came from down south but well I take yeah yeah they, they did well for your club Kenny but um, I don't know. There's just there's no traditional big Scottish centre forward out there as far as I can see. Anywhere, Lyndon Dykes. He might not sound like it, but he's Scottish
1: now, and he plays for the team tonight. He's big, all right. Um, Kenny, what about your own team? Quickly, just I know you'll have something maybe on Aaron Hickey.
7: Well, uh, for, for what I'm seeing tonight, is they're saying that Hickey's away to Bologna for one point eight million, uh, and then the, the the next bit is. By our Celtic getting a 30% cut or that You know I think if they're going to take it that far You should give the parents a cut Because I think he was what 13, 14, 15 uh, So he his parents some of the, the 30 pound a month back Or some power
1: <laughs> a month. That's just whatever's written into contracts. You know yeah, yeah. These things are, are down in it, black and white here Yeah it's,
2: it's football legislation You know It's not as if Celtic have gone with a A balaclava on and demanded the money uh, You know It's football legislation And uh, Part of it is uh, Celtic developing Aaron Hickey It's still magnificent business for Hearts uh, To sell a teenager for Way in excess of a million pounds uh, I'm sorry he's going I'm sorry he's being lost to the Scottish game I'm not entirely sure that Bologna Would be the place for him to Further his career at speed uh, However I may be wrong I have been known to be wrong before A few times Yeah uh, But it's a great deal for An Budge and for Hart and if uh, Seldick get a spin-off, then that's football legislation. Right, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Kenny.
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The slash football.
1: Okay, it's beat the pundit time, the final one of the week. Your chance to win a signed ball and of course take the bragging rights home for the weekend. But only if you get more questions right than Hugh Evans Or maybe even Chris Burke As his first time in the Super Scoreboard studio Probably has no idea what he's just walked into But he's about to find out And if you want to play tonight It's 01419511025 And you need to call before 7 o'clock
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Evans is alongside Chris Burke On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It's a big night for Scotland of course So Andrew McLean is keeping us up to speed on events At Hamden We've already given you the team So keep your calls coming on that Is it the right call? Is it the wrong one? Who would you have picked? And of course if there's anything else on your mind Maybe club football Something you want to hear brought up Now's the time to do it 01419511025 We'll do this first.
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, slash football
1: Right, don't worry, I spent the 2 minutes during the news telling Chris Burke everything he needs to know about Beat the Pundit. Sounds easy, doesn't
3: it? Uh, this is a big night for me. This is a big night <laughs> for you.
1: Pressures on. Uh, let's meet tonight's contestant David is in Milton. How's it going, David? Good alright. You will. I right, know bad. How are you? Yeah, can't complain at all. Um I'm just wondering are you Do you feel you could take advantage of Chris Burke's Debut nerves or would you rather take on The old experienced campaigner in the other corner Nah that will take Chris day long oh, That's it he, well, he's, Thanks David he's, he, he senses it he's, He thinks you're there For the, the judging taking judging, <laughs> judging He thinks you're yeah. there For the taking right? Heads, it, it's I'm embarrassed My myself now <laughs> <laughs> Heads it, it's Hugh Tails uh, It's Chris Yeah David I must, He was asking me During the break Right what's the worst Anyone's ever done Has anyone got a zero Before and a lot of them Have had zeros So you never know um, Heads it, it's Hugh Tails it's Chris It's heads it's Hugh oh, no. You are off the hook this time <laughs> You're get, You'll hook. get
2: an inflated idea of my worth at this game I have to say <laughs> nah, He's not the best either David I wouldn't worry about that Right I'm going to give Hugh some Clyde
1: 2 to listen to Just so that he can't hear your answers And um, I'll get the 30 seconds on the clock Get the questions lined up The only thing you need to know David Is that you can pass It's as simple as that So if right, you don't okay. know it Just pass quickly and move on alright Right okay Good man 30 seconds on the clock and your time Starts now How many Scottish League 2 sides Have City in their name? Uh, four Who did Celtic sign Jeremy Frimpong from? Man City In what year did Bertie Vokes Become Scotland manager? 1992 Which English side Does Paul Lambert manage? Blackburn Who's Rangers all-time top scorer? Alan McCoy What nationality is Hamilton's Marius Ongpo?
4: Er... Uh,
1: Greek. Who's the second most expensive player of all time?
4: Um, Neymar. Okay,
1: let's bring Hugh Keevens. Can you hear us? I can. What were you listening to there, we and just well, saw you I'll tell tapping you what,
2: the tool? Uh, what would you to listen to the answers? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, if, you'd, if you'd interrupted the Elvis Presley really? in my house, as you're about to do now, <laughs> you'd have been thrown out of my house for interrupting Elvis. Right, anyway Some things are more important
1: Than even the King Q, And this is one of them 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions to you You ready? Yes Let's do it How many Scottish League 2 sides Have City in their name? Three Who did Celtic sign Jeremy Frimpong from? Man City In what year Did Bertie Vogts Become Scotland manager? 2002 Which English side Does Paul Lambert manage? Ipswich Who is Rangers All-time top scorer? Ali McCoy What nationality Is Hamilton's Marius Ongpo? Pass. Who is the second most expensive player of all time? Um, Zidane. Who finished bottom of last year's Scottish Championship quickly? Partick himself. What do you think, David? Oh, no, I
8: don't have a clue. Look at Scooby. <laughs>
1: David, I have the yeah. utmost sympathy for you here, right? Because you did not bad. I have never, ever, ever in the thousand shows that I've done or whatever it may be. <laughs> Heard Hugh Keevans sound as confident as that I think Chris Burke Has come into the studio And raised Hugh Keevans level tonight
3: uh, Listen That's what I do I just bring the best out of people. With, honestly
2: With the greatest respect to Chris I was bluffing my way Through the whole thing there Honestly All season Hugh's been
1: talking about Chris Being a the elder statesman Of the Scottish Premiership And a good example And Hugh's thinking He needs to rise to that He needs to be the elder statesman Aye. In here What a performance Right let's find out How many Scottish League 2 sides Have City in their name You said this was so much conviction did. Yeah It was a guess
2: Absolute guess It's
1: three It's Breakin, Elgin and Edinburgh Oh you're joking Back <laughs> on huh? Yeah but didn't he see the tone That he said it He was yep, as if I know did. that all day long You create your own luck Who did Celtic sign Jeremy Frimpong from It was Man City Well done David So it's 2-1 uh, To Hugh was this a guess as well Bertie Vokes 2002 You got it right You got it on your yeah. nose Honestly David t- you were just a, You were just a decade I'm out i it. i was not I said um,
2: 2010
3: in my head
1: Well so I was you were miles off Which English side Does Paul Lambert manage It is Ipswich He is running away with it David It's 4 did you not get that one Blackburn he went for oh. Which did he used to manage Blackburn uh, uh, Norwich He managed Norwich He's had a few hasn't he um, who is Ali McCoy's all-time top no, Not giving the answer Who's yeah, Rangers all-time top scorer It's Ali McCoyst Again David got that David is is not bad But you are just on fire 5 out of 5 for Hugh Keevens at this point I was impressed with you here David Marius Ogpo is Greek Is he? Yes <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's guessing uh, Hugh didn't get that one So it's 5-3 Not a bad game at all The second most expensive player of all time um, you need to catch up. Zidane was a while ago. It's Kylian Mbappe. Oh, Neymar was number one, David. I'm afraid, and that was I, the end of the I, road for I, I you. Just, I just shouted it. Partick Thistle finished bottom of the championship. So one, two, three, four, five, six for Hugh Evans, and a three for you, David Milton. Hardlines. I surely a winner, I know. I know you did well, but <laughs> he was on fire. All the best, David.
7: Yeah, well, done, okay, don't know what he's okay.
1: Good man. Here we go. That's that's. I've never seen you in such form.
2: It was a joy to watch Well An absolute fluke Let me tell you 2002 No Did you guess The only reason I remember 2002 You guessed it and got it I was I thought you just guessed the first one I I guessed them all Yeah Guessed them all The only thing I remember about 2002 Is being in Japan With Mark Guidi for the World Cup And that's where the name Shinjuku
1: Shog on Twitter comes from Yeah (laughs) here we go It's all coming back Yeah right Um, Beat the pundit back on Monday night Was that as bad as as you feared Chris Do you think no, you I, could have I, Stepped into the
3: I think I would have won
1: think so yeah. Did all right I there think right. I would have got A, a, a narrow victory Happy to see Hugh That's what they all say Isn't it When yeah. the pressure isn't on yeah. uh, In case you're wondering That's Chris Burke Alongside Hugh Kevins This evening Delighted to have Chris Along with us um, For the first time He escaped the spotlight On Beat the Pundit um, but I think we'll put the spotlight on him now That doesn't mean that you can't keep the call coming in If you've got questions for Chris Or you've got a point about Scotland or about club football Let's do it 01419511025 But since this is the first time uh, that Chris is joining us As a pundit on Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Let's put him on the spotlight uh, Under the spotlight I didn't even tell you we were going to do this I probably should have to be honest all right. uh, but don't you But know, sometimes it slips in my mind So just some just some questions I, I Getting to know you Sort of thing right, right okay. Semi quick fire If you say something interesting though, I might stop and Take you There's up on spotlight it.
3: spotlight music In the background
1: in <laughs> I, I feel like I'd, uh, Do you know what I should do Where's the Where's the tension music I had from the, the quiz last night If I still had that I could use it Nah don't worry We'll just leave it Right What was the first game You went to
3: um, I think it was One of my dad's game Like I think he played For something Like Peter's Head Or something are you talking about an actual oh, game? Just whatever, whatever you want. What's no, your first memory? My, my, probably my first memory.
1: Junior football. Yeah. Peter Hill. Did you yeah, say? Yeah. I think it was something like that. Right. Petersil okay. Can't have been that good then. You can't no, remember. It wasn't, it can't wasn't. remember the score. No, nothing about it. No, I just it. remember. Right. Ah, fair enough. Who was your footballing hero growing
3: up? Wow, my footballing hero was actually Brian Loudrop
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad choice, to be fair, yeah. Hugh. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I need
3: need you to elaborate.
1: Just. No. Obviously, he was pretty yeah,
3: good. I, I liked his style. You know, he did play in the wing, but. He wasn't really had blistering pace, but he could always go past people, Um, and he always had a certain move that he did to cross the ball, and always tried to um, copy that.
1: Fair enough, not bad, not a bad example. Who's the best player you've played with? Wow! And are you going to offend like all your ex teammates (laughs) here? But you need to pick one.
3: Best player I've played with.
2: Stephen O'Donnell surely <laughs>
3: <laughs> We actually had a good re- relationship together um, He's not listening
1: because he's busy So you don't need to pick him Yeah uh, uh, Wow Played with uh,
3: uh, Wow that's really really difficult and, What and, jumps
1: out then Would it be the time at Rangers? Would there be anyone down south That you thought maybe
3: Do you know what I'll I'll say the two of the Boers At Rangers I can't just pick one um, I would say Frank Obviously playing a left centre back And I always remember When I I was fortunate enough to play with him and train with him every day but in a game Frank De Boer would come out at left centre half and then he would just whip the ball to the right right <laughs> wing and it took probably about twice to the third time for actually me realising that he was good enough to do that and I thought wow how did he even do that? Sometimes it would just go out the park or I wouldn't be able to control it correctly and he would look at me and think to myself right the next time that is going to happen so he would just drive forward with the ball left centre half into midfield and whip it to me um, and change the direction and I would be left in a 1v1 situation to probably kick it out of the park or whatever but you know, I always remember that and Ronald De Boer was, was fantastic obviously the clubs he played for etc but one that did really help me and he probably doesn't know this it was Arthur Newman um, because I got to train with him day in day out um, playing the left back he would always talk to me and say look you should have done this here you should have done that I'm gonna, I'm coming closer to you so you have to take your touch you know Quicker or whatever Like that So um, Or tell me to run in behind mm-hmm. um, So he was one That probably developed me And helped me Learn my position and um, Because he played left back
1: Talk about on the pitch Sort of off it as well Or at training Do these guys bring a certain Standard You know Certain ways that they go about things Because of the
3: level That they've been at Was that a bit of a, a Learning curve for For you Of of course When you're a young player You know getting into training I remember when I was fortunate enough to, When I was still At youth level Being picked One of them To go and train With the first team and I used to actually dread it when uh when yeah. the, when my youth coach John Brown would tell me you're training with the first team. Um, I used to think, Oh no. Um, but it was a good oh no, you know, it was a nervous one. Um but that brought me on as a player. Um, they do drive standards. And that was the one thing that I realised and I had at that stage great person big, big personalities um in that changing room. But ones that, you know, they would tell you if you're making a mistake, but it helped me as a player.
1: Well, they hard on you. Who who were the ones that were kind
3: of? Well, obviously Barry Ferguson yeah. made more than life. Everyone says uh, that don't everybody. Um, <laughs> but uh, he had he had that winning mentality where it was in training or in a game. Um, you know, the I, I, likes of Arthur Newman, the likes of Shota Valadze as well, the um, likes of Dado Um I could the list could yeah. go on. You know, like I was even fortunate enough to, to, to. I didn't play with him, but I trained with Van Bronckhorst as well. Um, so that was another left back that, that yeah. I probably learned from as well. So, you know, big, big card. Good list
1: to yeah, you. It's a decent list. What about the best you've played against?
3: So, um, I would say probably Ashley Cole. Um, i fortunate enough to play against him um, in a friendly um, for Rangers in... I remember I nutmegged him and I thought I was past him and he just took the ball back off And he <laughs> started the attack.
1: He was he was right up there, wasn't yeah. he? See at that period. He would have been one of the best left backs about, wouldn't he?
3: Oh of course. Um he could have played for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um he he could have played for a Real Madrid or Barcelona. He's probably the one that's underrated and understated as a left back and could probably be the all time greatest England left back there's been. So yeah, you know, he was a fantastic player, great athleticism and probably Ahead of his time as well um, He wasn't just A left back that defended He was one that went forward as well uh, Best stadium you've played at? Actually I'm going to mention The Cairn Cup At Scotland mm-hmm. Um, I remember I do not know the new stadium's name But the Japan one Was was madness. You'll have been Hugh yeah, yeah. One of them. You were at the mall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it here. Maybe you can. Is that S- Sunday quiz? on Twitter? Well, a yeah. that's, yeah. the next, that's next week's quiz but
2: They are out of this world. You know, if you went to Tokyo or Yokohama, Nagasaki, wherever you went, the stadiums. We're out of this world.
1: Yeah. yeah, someone will tweet me and tell me where the current cup games were. Um Best footballing moment? Do you have one that sticks out? Whether you know, it's different. I, I always am fascinated because some guys just kind of go debut. You know, first time mm.
3: I did it, or maybe something you won, or I could say an old cliche as well as it's not happened yet. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> never um, know. My age is getting on me though. Um, uh, but obviously, your first one you could mention that, couldn't you? But again. I would probably have to say what defined me understanding football um, because I was just a winger that stood in the touchline and looked to take on my man and cross the ball. Um, I had to develop my game better. And There was a time I played in the Champions League when we played Inter Milan and I was asked to do a job to play more inside. I did it and I realised that when I did it, I actually got more of the ball and I was better Out of possession As a player And from then I probably developed Into a different player Of understanding the game So that was a big moment For me Which probably nobody knows That I actually progressed um, I if, love that Hugh Because it's yeah. the least
1: cliched with, And by the way That's not to say That anyone else is wrong But usually it's oh we won the cup Or we won the league Or it was my debut But thought Going into that one I like
2: that Well you know As Chris has put it You know It was a A light bulb moment above the head, you know, he he thought he was the traditional Scottish winger. And as I said to Chris before, I remember his debut coming off the bench, Alec McLeish putting them on, uh, and he scored that night as well. Um, But that moment when the light bulb goes on above your head and you understand the game better, and that that Chris has just Mm. explained it beautifully.
1: Uh, I'm going to bring you crashing back down to earth, though. What's your worst footballing moment?
2: Stephen O'Donnell <laughs> <laughs>
3: you get something against Stephen. I don't, I, don't I don't need to phone up He's tomorrow a of here the and show. give you a stick. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, the worst one, I would probably say I was playing in the championship. We played uh, for Cardiff and we played Blackpool in the final and we got beat 3 2. Um, we underperformed as a team. We should have beat Blackpool um, and Blackpool went up and we had a great time in the Premier the Premier League that Charlie Adam then yeah, the Charlie o- Adam scored the great free kick yeah. that he did actually Marshall played in goal for Cardiff <laughs> as well um, McNaughton was right back uh, a few Scottish players Gavin, yeah. Gavin Ray as mm-hmm. well as including myself that was a that was a that was a bad moment for us and do you know what seeing you're a youngish player I took that for granted as well because I thought I'll don't worry, it'll happen again. See,
2: mm-hmm. in the in the summertime when you were on here and I was broadcasting from home because of <laughs> what was going on at that time and it's still going on, we had Stephen O'Donnell on one night and I had to give him marriage counselling on air. No way. Because he said, oh yeah, it's hard, you know, I'm stuck in the house with... And I said, don't say stuck in the house with your <laughs> wife. That That's just not nice. Come up with another expression other than stuck in the house with the wife. So that's why Stephen's getting it tight tonight. Yeah, well, if you if
3: you understand Stephen, Stephen likes to talk a lot, and sometimes he does say things off (laughs) the cuff.
2: Yes. Um,
3: Any pre-match superstitions? I don't believe in pre-match superstitions. I believe in good habits. And meaning by if I have good habits from Monday to Friday, then that will make me perform better on the Saturday.
1: How strict are we talking
3: here? Very. It gets stricter as the years go on. That's (laughs) why you're still. Going yeah, well, strong, I have to. Um, I probably have to make more sacrifices as time goes on, yeah. So,
1: anything that would raise people's eyebrows, you think, or
3: this? Well, that, that for example, this season, I have if I feel more tired, I will stay in a hotel the night before, no matter if it's a home game, and right, um, just okay. to get the rest. If I feel as if my body is not feeling as subtle enough and as mobile. Um I have committed myself to doing yoga one time a week, added in to my to my training. Um they're probably the two major things that i have changed this season. Let me put this to you, Hugh. You hmm.
1: say to Mrs. Kevens, I need to get my head in the game for tomorrow's super scoreboard, so I'm gonna go and stay in a hotel tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later.
2: How would you react? Well, once I woke up um <laughs> No, but I, I, it's fascinating listen to Chris Because, uh, you know, we've spoken before But I think Chris understood at the start of this season That if he was to remain as relevant as he wants to feel he is To the commandment first team Then he's going to do whatever it takes And yoga, by all means And that's fascinating that you take yourself away from your family environment yeah. Just to make sure that you're right for the following mm-hmm. day I think that is only to be admired And I'm fascinated mm. <laughs> listening to
1: Chris Yeah, on a serious note Is that where, you know The sort of support network, you know Becomes huh. important Because that's not something that everyone would Would accept or, or, or be happy with
3: Yeah, well, listen I'm probably, Maybe am probably not I'm happy a very, <laughs> ve- Listen, my wife would tell you I'm a very, very sometimes miserable person I'm very I'm a, I'm a thinker uh, I'm a deep thinker um, Maybe I'm too focused on my job Maybe that's why I'm still in it. Would you
2: like me to give my wife's number to your wife? Yeah, that it? would sound really good by having another marriage counselling <laughs> session, are not we? Discuss two miserable old <laughs> so and so. Yeah, no, I have a great, I have great
3: support. Listen, it's hard enough when you've got kids and and a pet and stuff like that, but uh, she she obviously is very understanding of that.
1: Right, let's fire through the last couple. Any hobbies away from football? Do
3: you know what? I just like. It oh, sounds people are going to hate me. But um, <laughs> not at all. Um now you know how I, you feel. I would rather I would rather listen to a podcast and I like information rather than watching something to enjoy, if you know what I mean. So I would Learning. Learn, You're always a learner. Yeah, I would rather learn something than 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 watch something. I do, don't get me wrong, still watch maybe a little bit of Netflix, but I would rather listen to a podcast or 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 watch something that's going to make me learn.
1: Well, I was going to say I, I'm wondering if this just wipes out my next two questions, Because they were favourite film and box set tip. Watch what should we be watching? But if you want to tell us what we should be listening to, or feel free.
3: Well, there's loads of podcasts out there, and not so. Um, Don't
1: look at him. He doesn't know what a podcast is. All right. <laughs>
3: joking. Uh, listen. There's, um, Apart from the Super Scrollboard podcast, honestly, yeah, there's the there's, 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 performance, high performance podcast. It's um, a lot of coaches that go on it and talk about how they would, how they see the game or how they understand. And I'm sure Sean Dice was on one. It was fantastic. Anybody, I would recommend to listen to the Sean Dice podcast. With I think it's high performance. I'd have to go and get yeah, I think that out, rings a bell. Um, uh, stuff like that. And do you know what? I'm. I'll tell you. Sh- as much as you say what do I do um before I actually meditate every day um so for three minutes only. Uh, so I do listen to meditation podcasts as How well. How did you
1: get into that? Is that something you off your own back? A recommendation from someone?
3: Recommendation, um and just understanding myself that it actually takes you away from the world and just relaxes you. Um I'm someone, as I said, I spoke to you before. spoke to just the, the panel there or whatever you used before that I'm a very th- I'm a deep thinker and sometimes I'm too serious so I have to then take myself away right, from okay. that situation but that has helped me so much um, just having a three minute meditation a day
1: tell me I'm interested in this guy yeah. Hugh he can come back 01419511025 good time to get your call in I'll put a full time teaser to the guys next as well
0: Taking your calls on Scottish Football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Evans and Chris Burke here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Plenty of time for you to get your calls in 0141-951-1025. Or Twitter at Clyde S S B Sir Randolph Davenport is on. Brilliant to hear Chris Burke. He says fascinating listening to Chris. Make him a regular. Once you become a regular, that's when you get the abuse, though, Chris. I that's think. Funny. So, but listen, yeah. you're, you're getting a good um a good response uh, so far. Uh, there, well, oh, there's a few. I'm not going to read them all out. no chance. You, <laughs> he's got his head here. Absolutely no chance. Um, let's get the question ready. We'll speak to John Hampton. Right, There's lots happening, so. Chris, this is uh, part two of your learning process. We always have a full time teaser. So the listeners send the question in. Mm-hmm. You two put your heads together and try and come up with the answers between now and the end of the show. So Aye, you've got okay. a bit of time. Uh, it's Jerry Neary today who sent the question. Thank you to Jerry. He says Can you name seven Israeli players to have played for Celtic or Rangers? Beaton. Beaton is one, yep. Celtic. Uh, Abby Cohen. Oh, well done I thought that was maybe one That would catch Good. you
2: Avi <laughs> Cohen played for Rangers He was a fullback See, that's why he's here He's here for the older ones Well, you're going to get All oh, um, seven
1: of these Ail uh, Berkovic Alright, we'll leave it there Because you're almost halfway That's three out of seven Avi Cohen Eil Berkovic Near Beaton I think you lot out there Will smash this question at Clyde SSB, you can join in seven Israeli players who've played for Celtic or Rangers, Avi Cohen, Ayo Berkovic, Near Beaton. Four more to get, but we've got ages. We've got between now and the end of the show to get them. Let's take a call from John, who's an Akis fan in Hamilton, but he's got a point, I think, for Chris. Hi, John.
8: Even gents. How's it going? Hi, John. Um, I'd like to ask Chris mm-hmm. how much longer do you think you've got in the professional game, Chris? Yes. One of the elder statesmen of the game In Scotland But I've seen you recently And you've been Stand out in the pitch And your fitness levels Are unbelievable How long do you think You can carry on for?
3: Yeah so that's The great unknown um, What I do Reflect on myself Is I will Reflect it On probably Every six months Or every half season uh, Now where How I'm feeling I've always said If I'm not challenging the group And I'm not competing In the league Then that's the day where I'll probably have to Then take a step back and let other people Then come to the forefront At, um, well, at Camarnock. Uh So it's a, it's a great unknown I have to just keep doing what I'm doing And as, as long as I'm willing to make The sacrifices Season in, season out And I have the enthusiasm to do that And the commitment of myself to do that Then I don't see Why not Hopefully Not touch wood That I don't have A serious injury um, That I could Probably mm. carry on For an extra season But At this moment in time I'll reevaluate that When it goes um, Halfway point If hopefully We'll get to that
1: <laughs> But you're adapting All the time Chris For anyone who didn't hear it At the time You spoke to us I think it was during lockdown I think we spoke to you twice In the last few months On the phone and you were talking about well, realising that you're, you're a winger But you're not a 19 year old winger anymore And even at the start of this season The free kick you scored against Hibbs, You were saying that's something That you've actually gone off and practised now Because you know that at this stage in your career You want to add something You want to be able to offer something different So you, you clearly are, are trying to adapt all the time
3: Yeah and I don't think if you don't want to adapt Then you'll not go any further um, And you'll not I don't I don't see why a player at my age Or at even older are just younger, that can't improve, um, I think you can, as long as you practice, um, practice doesn't make perfect, it just makes you better, at what you can do, uh, so, yeah, that's probably an element, in my game, that I had to get better at, if I wanted to stay in the team, and, um, obviously, with the goal, I scored against Hibs, it probably, came to fruition, from the practice, it, it was a long time of practice, and it wasn't just, I'll practice the day before, and that will happen, Um but that's for all players they, 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 All players in the team Or whoever wants to do it They'll always gain success from practice So um, yeah no, I, I have to do that Because in this day and age now The, the players they're, they're so athletic They're youthful They're energetic And they can do things with a ball That I could only dream of um, with, the, with the stuff that they can do So I have to just make sure That I use my experience um, To make sure that I'm starting as well What do you think John?
8: I mean I'm absolutely shocked that he wasn't included in the international squad uh, that Steve Clark uh, brought out a couple of weeks back because I'm a great believer in playing players in form and Chris is one of the players that's been in form for the start of the season
3: yeah, well, I appreciate that but the one thing is that we are very very blessed in the wide area and in midfield as we spoke about with you and yourself in the calls. Um we have a great future ahead of us and and I obviously am at the stage of my career where I am happy playing for Camarnock and, and hopefully bringing on bringing up um the players that come out and making them better and challenging them every day. Um so this the Scotland scenario is I don't think I am needed only if there was a major pandemic and everybody got COVID nineteen, then maybe I could step in. But we are very, very blessed in that area.
1: Um, John, what about the Ackies How are you going so far? Happy with what you're seeing? Good win uh, in the Derby. Apart
8: apart from the Mural game, it's been rather sketchy. That's the, um, uh, that, you'll 20. be used to that.
1: But now though, you know it's a roller coaster every uh, season. It's, it's
8: uh, just doomsday. You know you get the. The same year in, year out. But we'll battle through. They always seem to find a way of surviving. Maybe this season could be our downfall, but we'll keep trying.
2: What the Yankees have achieved thus far is borderline miraculous, given the kind of budget that Brian Rice, Martin Canning before him um, have had to work with. And there are teenage players on Brian Rice's side And that's commendable on one hand and problematic on the other hand because they will not have the consistency and they're under pressure week in, week out. But we've all written them off uh, year upon year and it's never happened. Uh, But they do face... An uphill struggle this season What do you make of the league? And
1: I I accept that's a pretty vague question Uh, Chris, but what do you make of it this year? You know, we're a couple of games in It's a bit weird, there are no fans You've got teams like Motherwell Who were tipped by many to finish high up They're struggling Um, Hibs are making good signings Aberdeen, Kilmarnock have shown a pretty good level of consistency In the last few seasons How do you you feel about the, the general challenge
3: out there? What you mean in the pandemic? The way, no, the way no, no, just just, just the
1: strength of the league and, and what's kind of caught your eye so far.
3: Yeah, no, listen, you know, Celtic Rangers are always going to compete at this moment in time for one and two. Yeah, um, it's then who competes for Europe. Uh, you could probably add a hopefully what you want to see is more teams then competing for that European place rather than maybe one or two competing. Mm-hmm. I think now we do have more than one and two, which is good. Um, And then as time goes on You want really for people to compete For Europe and maybe four or five teams Six teams Um, And then hopefully As time goes on We can increase the league um, And make it more um, Enjoyable for for everyone I think if we add More more teams to the league Um, But at this moment in time I think teams are trying to still find their feet Just because of the way it is uh, way COVID nineteen has has took football. Uh, it's a little bit different for me. Um, I could elaborate on that if Go you for want. It. Well, yeah, because
1: um, we we sit and stand here every week and speculate. What's it like to play with no fans? How does it impact the players? How does it impact the refs? You know everything. Just give us your. What have you kind of taken away from it
3: so far? Well, first of all, we want fans back, and that's just it's not the same without fans. Uh, you you could sugarcoat it in any way, but what I've noticed is that if you do not have self-motivation, then you will probably fall short playing in this moment in time. Because you have to train how you play. And it's a true saying. Um, Because when you train, there is no fans. It's just you and your teammates and your coach. And it's the exact same when you go out on a Saturday or a Tuesday or a Sunday, whenever it is you play. So, training how you play is very important. Um, I do think the game is probably more expansive um maybe teams are trying to play a little bit more football because it puts less pressure on the team to perform mm-hmm. that because our fans will maybe then think then why are they doing that maybe we could go more as you would say more route one um in, in times so and i would just probably say that the distances between two defence lines is bigger um so you get more of a transition and more counter attacking football and also the most important thing is I've noticed is There's a As you've seen in the Premier League When it started Not just in Scotland Is that there is a l- Probably more mistakes In the game And people are getting punished for it So there is more goals So I think the team That makes the less mistakes In the game And don't have to play that well Will get the three points
1: What do the People obviously speculate And it's hard to tell When you're watching about Maybe you know Intensity or whatever What do your running stats tell you Do you guys have that level of Of analysis Are you covering the same ground
3: As you previously would Yep that's actually A very good question Well done Thanks um, So the data actually shows That From what I have seen At Comarnock, um I don't get to see Anybody else's That it is probably Down slightly Yeah By probably One One and a half K I would say For me anyway when I played Before this happened I would probably have Probably 1.5k more um, But that's no fault of me That's just The environment that we're in um, It does tend to be But that probably comes down to The teams that are maybe playing Trying to play out from the back Etc It is a bit more slower um,
1: So what would, that, what would those numbers be? Sorry for people who have no idea What, what distance
3: you would tend to cover Well I'll probably give you my best yeah, Go for I it to. Talk yourself up <laughs> um, So I probably cover Between 10,000 kilometres And 11,000 kilometres But back um, Before 10 kilometres Yes 10 oh, sorry oh, 10 yeah. kilometres not ten thousand. Oh, sorry sorry. <laughs> I know you're, I know you're uh, 10 kilometres uh, To 11 uh, But Now Back then I would probably cover 12 12 and a half Right okay The high intensity mm-hmm. Would be up as well Um, So the high intensity Might be be Down as well, and that covers all grounds. That doesn't cover just me, it covers um defence, it covers um an attack as well, right? Okay,
1: uh, John and Aki's good. Qu- John and John, <laughs> the Aki's fan from Hamilton, good question. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Um, quickly, any more on the teaser, Hugh? Um, El yes, Beram Kayal. Okay, you're flying, we'll leave it mm. there, we'll go back to Hamden next. <laughs>
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1, super scoreboard
1: It's a huge night for Scotland at the National Stadium Usually it's rocking 3 minutes before kick-off Not the case tonight, but a big game nevertheless Here's Andrew McLean
4: yeah, a very strange atmosphere here when the, the national anthems rang out here at a very empty Hamden as they echoed round. But the teams are ready for this one here for Scotland. David Marshall starts in goal. It's a back three of Scott McKenna, Scott McTominay and Kieran Tierney. James Forrest, Ryan Jack, Cal McGregor and Andy Robertson in front of them with Ryan Christie and John McGinn supporting the lone striker on his Scotland debut, Lyndon Dykes. Well, despite the fact Scotland haven't played since November, there is still a decent bit of continuity in this Scotland team. It might be a change of shape, but there is only four change from that 3-1 win against Kazakhstan it was far from a packed Hamden that night 20,000 in the ground it will be such a strange atmosphere here tonight with none of the Tartan army inside the ground the players have experience of that at club level but it is their first taste of it at international level it's a bit eerie here but something they'll need to get used to very quickly and momentum doesn't often come into things in international football with a potential for eight games before the turn of the year. A win tonight could really give this group of players a big boost ahead of a massive game against the same opposition next month. As for the Israel team, a couple of... Familiar faces in there near Biton and Hatem Abdelhamid, of course, both of Celtic start tonight. de Boer starting for them as well. You might remember his name because he got three goals in two games against Celtic in the Europa League group stages for Red Bull Salzburg in 2018. Sean Weissman's on the bench. He was linked with a move to Celtic this summer and Dan Glazer has been linked with a move to Rangers as well. I believe that's not actually the case, but he's on the bench as well for Israel. They are standing over the ball Ready to go here at Hampton For Scotland against Israel I'm scared
1: to do it Hugh Keevans um, But give us your prediction 2-1 Scotland Oh no You know what that means um, Chris What do you think That team good enough to get a win tonight Yeah I'm going for a 2-0 well, oh, I like it Like I like the confidence in the studio um, I'm, I'm going
2: back to something that Chris said 5 or 10 minutes ago About self-motivation And when you train You don't train in front of fans You have to motivate yourself Incentivise yourself And that applies to Scotland tonight. As I say, it's the weirdest international in 147 years of Scotland playing internationals. Hampden Park, empty. But Andy Robertson has won the Champions League. He's ended Liverpool's 30 year wait for the English title. Kieran Tierney has won the FA Cup and now the Charity Shield with Arsenal. These guys know about motivation and doing it at the highest level. No people But No lack of quality there
1: Well we're underway at Hamden Not long left for us on the show tonight But we'll keep you up to speed If anything happens In the early stages Let's go to Twitter Because I think we've got a few uh, Points or questions um, Coming in Let's see if I can Find them Um, I like this one in particular Because it's not really a question It's just JB Who's replied When we tweeted tonight Chris To say you were coming on the show He just says Honestly still find it difficult To comprehend That's the same wee boy That was on Blue Heaven
3: (laughs) Thanks dad
1: <laughs> G- Yeah JB John Burke on the line um, And th- funnily enough I was thinking that driving And I think for me personally That, that was maybe the moment here that I kind of realised That I was quite interested In what was happening At other clubs as well Because I was you know, yeah. b- brought up Next to Fir Park or whatever And when you're young You don't really care About much else But I remember that programme Coming on TV and thinking Wow here's an insight Into what it's like To be a young footballer This is brilliant This is fascinating What was that like To be a part of For those who can remember
3: yeah, if only Amazon got a hold of it now, eh? <laughs> Maybe they would have been in the times. money. I know. Um do, do you know what? They followed us for about a, a full season. It, it was they were in my house so many times um and probably didn't use any of the footage. <laughs> uh, so people don't realise that. They were always asking us to do things. Um I remember sometimes it would just be a pain sometimes because I would just want to come home for training and do whatever I would do with my, my friends. Um whether it would go for somewhere, go for a hot chocolate, do stuff, discuss stuff about football. And sometimes it was a little bit manipulated, um, as it probably is, and you've seen football documentaries now.
2: Was it an additional strain on you? Because I, I know young guys in the the system now, uh, at schools of excellence, who sometimes struggle with it all. But, I, but you're having to go through it all in your formative stage with TV cameras.
3: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But well, it's
2: it was it. You're saying if it was a
3: little bit difficult for us and the ones that were doing it, but when you're young and enthusiastic, you know, you, as long as you can talk in front of a camera and, and say the right things, then you'll be okay. There was I remember there was a few that they would probably have to get you know cut so many times <laughs> just because of the language they were using and and they didn't know how to answer the question or what they were supposed to say. So um, it, it probably helped my upbringing. It probably helped me do media. Yeah. You know I, I took that as a positive mm-hmm. Always remember Ali McCoy always said Answer the question without answering it <laughs> Don't he do that on here by that. the way
1: <laughs> So there you go If you're getting stuck into the Tottenham The Mourinho documentary that's on Chris Burke started it That's pretty much what we're yeah, saying Don't watch it um, P Lafferty is on And I, I don't know if there's an untold story here We'll go there anyway it says ask Chris about being advocates T-boy
3: <laughs> Yes Well I wasn't just advocates T-boy I was John Brown my my youth yeah, coach yeah. T boy um I was also, also Alex McLeish's T boy <laughs> I, but I was advocates yes I was Might advocates you, I had to
1: Why is that Did you make a particularly good company i would always get
3: told whoever gets the T the boy I'd make breakfast and do the 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 boots for the the manager is the the golden child as they say don't they um so that sometimes there was other jobs like pumped up the balls you know Make sure um, the the cones and the markers are are out for for the for the for the training session. But I got the role of breakfast for the manager, clean boots for the manager. I obviously make him tea or coffee. Any of them ever dissatisfied with your attempts? Um, well, <laughs> I'll tell you. You have never said this. Um, John Brown will probably be chatting down my door. That's fine. I remember um, I had to go and get breakfast for John Brown, um, and I dropped his toast in the lift. <laughs> But I picked the toast up and put it back on the plate <laughs> And you always love butter So it's not as if he just had to then put the butter The, the butter was all over the flip, the lift and everything And I picked so he's, he's ate a butter of toast off the, the lift I think And you've never come clean about this before? Never, never Listen,
1: John, John if you're, you're going listening back you know back where
2: we are Listen, I think it's extremely foolish to have repeated that story <laughs> um, Because it, I was about to say If John Brown had asked me to get Or told me never, John never asked you anything it tells you um, If he'd told me to get my cup of tea I'd have gone for it because he's not a man to be trifled with. He would have taken that
3: well, I'm sure. He would have um, advised you politely what yeah. to do better next time. Well, he always used to say as well. When uh, sometimes I had to just clean his, he came in smartly dressed in his Chelsea boots and stuff, and he would say, "Work it! I want to see my face in them Chelsea boots." <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go and polish his Chelsea boots as well as his football boots. That's because right. back then there was no colour boots.
1: That's what I need to do for Hugh Keevans Brogues in here on a Monday and Friday So I know how you feel um, Right, we're five minutes in Scotland nil, Israel nil
2: Anything jumped out so far? That's a thing uh, Okay, that was, that was good But, uh, you know, it's early days yet um, Chris, are they, are they
3: set up the way we sort of expected? Yeah, it looks as if McGinn's been told to press as well So um, what i just seen there uh, So... Yeah, so it looks as if it's, it's a high press um, at times when to go so it's not as if they're just sitting in which is a good thing to see especially as you says we're at Hamden they have to self-motivate so maybe having a high intensity at the very beginning of the game get a cross or a shot that will it'll, it'll bring life to the team as we just see there there's a cross and yep. a goal when we've, um, and McGinn makes the box as we said So And
1: a very, very deliberate move that Chris by the looks of it Scott McTominay takes it in the back three fires it straight up to Lyndon Dykes who's in the team tonight he knocks it on and that's when Forrest and Christine McGregor get round about him and get involved that that looks like something that we've and some people will go, oh we just booted it up the park But no, that, that looks like something that we've deliberately worked on all week Of course,
3: especially when you can hit a striker if you want a long ball But you need that connection between the midfield to be able to support Linden Dykes And to be close to him to make sure that we still retain the ball As we just seen there, and now we get a great cross from it And now we've got a corner You're right, Christy, with the corner
1: getting... It's a good delivery, it's headed behind again, another corner kick So a chance for um, McKenna to get up, it was actually near beaten. Um, who cleared the ball away from his teammate Ryan Christie's corner? So I'm sure McKenna's up there, McTominay will join in, Lyndon Dykes. Um, got decent height about the team, Hugh Keevens. So yeah. a positive uh, few minutes trying to get in the front foot.
2: Well, very good knockdown uh, a couple of minutes ago, and he, he certainly looks as if he's full of self belief. It would be lovely to see him get one very early on, but it's cleared the game.
3: Yeah, no, I honestly think that we could actually score from a set play today. I just think. Uh, will look dangerous especially Christy's got fantastic delivery you know he doesn't just put it in an area he puts it in an area at pace um, and especially when you've got like Robertson and Forrest in the team I think we could probably score um, either if it's not from a set play probably maybe from a cross
2: I think uh, you've dismissed my forecast far too quickly I was dazzling and Beat the Pundit <laughs> I've had I've got five out of the seven Israeli players so far to have played for Celtic or Rangers and I think you dismiss my 2-1 forecast far too quickly
1: No, I think well, I, I, as long as we win I'm happy with your forecast I've just got I've just got a feeling that you, you, you tend to get them wrong So if you say they're going to win It usually goes the other way Hopefully not uh, Tonight Chris Harrison says Joy listening to Burkey Very intricate Good to hear his unorthodox in football circles Methods of staying fit Any management desires?
3: Well First and foremost I need a job in coaching Before I become a manager I think what you need to realise is Is you're not owed anything in football Even though I've played the game for a long time I can't just walk into a coaching role um, The amount of people that I've had years of experience ahead of me um, That have I've got jobs and that probably haven't even got a job um, So I would love to be one day a coach Whether that then progresses me into being a manager um, or both is another aspect Do you think and another element to being that. Being
2: a deep thinker is a good thing or a bad thing for a football manager because the game, as you well know, is full of highs and lows, the unpredictable, the things that drive you mad.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's a good thing if I'm honest, as long as you can have reflection and don't have self doubt when in, mm-hmm. in problems. If you don't have self doubt, then I think it is a good thing to be a, a deep finger
1: A bit of a lesson for Scotland there Just to to be aware of what Israel can do They broke at pace there Got into a decent position luckily Nothing came of it and we cleared our lines um, But for all Scotland trying to press forward in the opening exchanges Clearly can't leave anything to chance at the other end So nine minutes gone Scotland nil, Israel nil It's at Hamden. There are no fans Football is rubbish with no fans We all get it But hopefully we can just get the job done Move on and hopefully we'll get some fans back in there soon right before we finish tonight we need to get the final answer on the teaser Jerry Neary and remember it's full time at Clyde1.com that's where you send your questions to so Jerry says 7 Israeli players to have played for Celtic or Rangers you've got Avi Cohen Ayo Berkovic Beram Kayal Mir Biton Hatem El Hamed so you've got 2 to get I think Hugh Kevens.
3: yeah I've offered absolutely nothing and I will offer nothing
2: well. <laughs> well I I think I need clues now
1: Right one Celtic left He was a bit of a f- We didn't really get to know him He came and Then he left And we didn't I think he actually scored On his Celtic debut Bizarrely um, But yeah Not much of a Not much of an impact And the Rangers one I think was a it's before my time Just I think But he was a goalkeeper
2: Oh Ginsberg
1: Yes Bonnie Ginsberg Well done Great knowledge It's it's all there He's flying On Beat the Pundit Tonight as well The last one Right so Celtic Central defender Came Sort of Neil Lennon's First spell I think he scored On his debut Don't hold that against me Barely knew him And then he left No Initials Mm, Let me just check On Twitter To see I think loads of people Did actually get this one Um, I must say Let me scroll back A little bit Before I give it away uh, Christopher Wren's Throwing some in Rebel Poet's Throwing a couple in as well Colin Johnson's got it So's Token Jester Yeah Rebel Poet Yeah there's a few Right His initials Hugh
2: R G Ronnie
1: no. <laughs> right, no This is going to take forever I don't th- I've run out of clues He was a central defender I think it was Neil Lennon's First time I'll put you out of your misery
2: Yeah
1: Rami Gershon you remember him, Chris? No. I'm shaking your head. Do you remember? I do remember him, yeah. There we go. Uh thank you very much, Chris Burke, for joining us on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll try and convince him to come back and do it again sometime. Thanks as always to Hugh Kevins. Day off for us tomorrow, but we're back on Monday and we'd love for you to join us GBX Fridays next.